This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey guys, it's Yaz. How you doing? It's love after lockup time. Yes, I'm going to give you guys my take on last night's love after lockup. Uh, the episode Friday, October 4th. So let's dive right in. All right, they start out with Glorietta and Alex. Let me just start by saying Glorietta is a very sweet girl, but she's dumb as an elephant, okay? Or shall I say an elephant is dumb? Anyway, she's in this little la-la land of fantasy. Oh, I want to get married and I want to have this fantasy wedding and everything. And he's just, this guy is straight out just using her, okay? he the, the, Her first flag, see, this is the thing that I it amazes me. I don't know where they find this these people, but apparently... There's a lot of stupid people in the world. The people on Love After Lockup are not the only ones. There's a lot of people that just don't get it. But he starts out talking to her and he's saying to her, oh, well, how would you be if we went out and girls were hitting on me? You know, how would you be about that? Okay, this guy just gets out of prison and he's worried about women hitting on him, what her reaction would be. Now, right there is a flag, okay? He's pretty much telling her that's what he's looking for. He's looking for women to give him attention, to flirt with women. And he's hoping that, you know, she'll be okay with it. All right. So right there, her first thing that should have told her things weren't right is why is he bringing up other women? So, you know, ladies, pick up on these kind of flags when you're dealing with people. So, I mean, he was just in prison. His first concern should be kind of getting to know her and build a future with her. Now he's on the outside, but he's bringing up about going out and and other women hitting on him or giving him attention. Bad news. So moving right along, they go to this hotel, which is like a wedding banquet place. I think she's trying to get him in the mood there, you know, to think more of like, oh, you know, romantic. She's thinking all in this romance kind of way and he's just using her as one of the women that he talks to and they go to the room the room is a nice room it's got the hot tub and everything very romantic they get to the room and of course he just wants to kick it with her he wants to sip with her and get it on with her and she's like well I thought we'd go out for a nice dinner you know I mean is she kidding me the guy just got out of prison He's an ex-con. He's not about to sit there and wine and dine you. If you want to be wined and dined, go out with a stockbroker, not an ex-con, okay? (laughs) But seriously, really, I mean, what ex-con comes out of prison and says, uh, let me date you? I mean, there may be some out there that do that. I don't think I've ever seen one, okay? So she has no clue of the type of guy that she's dealing with. She's dealing with a guy just wants to hang out, use her for sex, 
do what a lot of these guys do. Just tell the women, I love you so much. I want to marry you, baby. It's only you. And, and then be playing them for the next girl or girls. Okay. And these women, all, all it takes is I love you, baby. And that's it. Like the women just fall for that all the time, all the time. No, they don't get it. You have to look into, into somebody's character, what type of character person you're dealing with and their background. Okay. So she ends up having sex with him and right away she's in the bed sleeping. What does he do? He sneaks out, goes to the lobby and calls his ex-girl who he's been talking to on the sly. Okay. She has no clue because she's, she's, you know, uh, in La La Land, Glorietta. And he's like trying to already, he's done with having sex with Glorietta and he's ready to move on to the ex-girl, Juliana. Okay. I mean, it's like, this is how they operate. A lot of these guys that come out of prison. First of all, when they're in prison, like I said, in my prior podcast, they're talking to many different women, many different women. This is how they get through the doing time. They rotate the women, just like some of the guys do, or most of the guys do on the outside. They rotate the woman. They bounce from one to the other to the other, making you think like you're the only one when, in fact, they're talking to many different women. And some women do that, too. But in ex-con, a lot of times they do that so that they can, you know, make the time go faster. Like, for instance, um, with LaMondre and Andrea, now... Andrea is at the point where she's like, you know what? I'm going to end this. And he's not, LaMondre is not the guy that he portrayed to be. Uh, duh. You don't know that after two and a half years of talking to him in prison, what you're dealing with. I mean, number one, okay. They all lie about when they're going to come out. They're not going to tell you they have another five years. All right. So, she was a little dumb in her thinking, thinking like believing him when he told her when he was coming out. I mean, it's really sad. You have to be like a detective in this world that we live in, not just with the love after lockup, but in everyday life, no matter who you're talking to. I mean, you got to do a, a check on everybody. You got to see, you know, are they married? Are they in a relationship? Do they have that kind of job? How long have they been at that job? You really, really got to look deep into somebody's character. But it amazes me because Andrea strikes me as, you know, kind of a with it kind of girl, kind of chick. And I'm surprised after two and a half years, she's just figuring out now he's not who he portrays to be. Well, he's an ex-drug kingpin, okay? He had a 14-year sentence and what does she think he's getting out in four years? Uh, no. All right. That should have, she should have asked around. She should have did more investigative work about, you know, how long a sentence he would do. And I'm surprised because she has a big family. She has all those sisters and everything. You think that somebody would have, you know, tipped her off and let her know what's up, but she just didn't get it. She liked, Andrea liked the fact that he was helping her financially because he was giving her money for her business then she was bragging in the prior episodes, oh, he's going to buy me a Porsche and everything like that. So she was she was digging the fact that he was going to shell out the money. So she's like, she liked that whole bad boy kind of thing like, oh, and he's going to give me money and I love turning a bad boy into a good guy. 
no, you're never going to turn a bad boy into a good guy. What they are is what they are. You cannot change people unless they want to be changed themselves. And most of the time, people don't change unless they really, really want to. So she's she's living in a bubble, that one. Now, moving along to one of my favorites, Angela and Tony. Now, I, I you guys, I love Angela just because she seems like, even though she's nutty and she's crazy, she seems like she's got a lot of heart, okay? I mean, she's another one that's dumber than uh, a doorbell, all right? So... I mean, she's running all over town trying to locate Tony. Where's Tony? Where's Tony? Where's Tony? She's dragging Tommy, her her right-hand friend, who's who's dragging along with her, looking at her like she's crazy. Meanwhile, he's like lusting after Angela. He's got his little crush on her and everything like that. They go to the hotel where Tony works with the housekeeping. She gets right in the face of this girl, Amy, who he Tony works with, and she's got kind of a feeling that Tony has something going on with her because they've been friendly and everything. I mean, Angela's the type of chick, she will take you down. If she feels anybody's going to take her man away, she will take you down. She's the kind of kind of woman that even if she found him in bed with another woman, she'd still, like, keep him around. That's how desperate she is. She just, I, I mean, she's another one. She amazes me because after all this time of being with him, now she's starting to say, oh, is Tony playing me for a fool? Uh, yeah, he is playing you for a fool. I, I mean, the guy takes off on her. The guy doesn't want to sleep with her. The guy is laughing at her behind her back. He's not even telling her where he is or what he's doing. He's asking her for money and using her. I mean, she's just like, she's oblivious to it all. Okay, so now we're going to go on to Cheryl and Josh. Okay, Cheryl is kind of this high-strung girl. Now they're out, and now she's another one living in fantasy land. And I want a house with a white picket fence, and let's have lots of babies and everything like that. Like, this guy doesn't want to get married or have kids and everything. Well, he might down the road, but the look on his face, he's looking at her. He's got this smirk under his teeth like, oh, look look at this dumb girl. You know, it's amazing how these guys are just laughing at these women behind their back because they're fools. They're being played for fools. They should call it, you know, the fools, fools after lockup, you know? And, and then you have Josh's mother, I mean, the witch of all witches, all right, who doesn't want her son, the bank robber, to be with Cheryl. Now, I'm not saying Cheryl is the catch of the year. Don't get me wrong here, okay? I mean, she comes with, with baggage. She's got three kids. Not that there's a problem with that or anything like that. But she has been his ride or die chick, okay? She would she send him like thirty thousand or something crazy amount of money while he was away and she she supported him and I believe that she's been loyal to him too. And yet his mother, you know, doesn't like her at all or anything like that. I mean, I understand the mother's concern. She feels he should put his priorities in other things, 
you know, trying to get his act together and not worry about being in a relationship. But you could just see that the mother just hates Cheryl and feels that Cheryl was hitting on her man and everything like that. So the mother's got it in for Cheryl. And that's bad news because if you don't get along with your future mother-in-law, it's a recipe for disaster, especially if your partner is very, very close with their mother. And you can see Josh is kind of close with his mother. So that's that's going to be a disaster. That That's a bomb waiting to, to boil any minute, go off any minute. But Cheryl, Cheryl looks like the fatal attraction type too. Like you could see her on Snapped. She's the type that would like run the mother over with a car or something. Yeah, so she's like... She's living in La La Land. She's another one that really needs to get her teeth fixed. She should have taken that 30000 that she gave him and went and got her teeth fixed. For real, you guys. And now, we're moving on to Amber and Vincent. Now, I got to tell you, this, this chick Amber, she gets under my skin. She just gets under my skin. She is the epitome of what a con is. Because all this BS about how she, uh, how Vince, you know, he's got this underhanded plan, you know, why is he, you know, after her? Why does he want her and everything like that? What she's doing is she's flipping it. She's flipping it so she can get away from him because you could see in her face, she can't even stand him. She's in a position now. She played this guy while she was in prison because she liked having somebody in the support. This is what they do. They love having the support of somebody on the outside. And when they come out, it's a whole nother ball game. So she used him for the support while she was in prison. Okay, you guys. And now she's out. And now she has this guy like lurking around, like dying, lusting after her, dying to marry her. And she looks like she can't even stomach the sight of him. Because Amber likes the bad boy type of guy. Vince is too straight-laced, military, Mr. Prim and Proper. He's too nice a guy for Amber. So that's never going to work out. Plus, I think Amber is um, a lesbian. So she's not even looking like she's into him. I think she's got something going on with Puppy, who was uh, her celly in prison. So it's really, it's really sad how she's using her friend, Michelle. So they show her friend, they go and they, they sit down at a restaurant and they must've planned this before they got to the restaurant. So Michelle lays into to Vince like, oh, well, why are you, why are you so interested? Why Amber and everything like that? And she's like attacking Vince and they're, they're attacking the fact that he had a side job and everything like that. And, uh, She's like saying, you know, how do we know you're not lying to us and everything? First of all, let me tell you something. All right. If anybody ever talked to me like that, that would be the day I would get up from that table. I mean, Amber has nothing. She just got out of prison. She's got no money, nothing. This guy, Vince, was talking to her while she was in prison, giving her support. Oh, and by the way, Michelle was talking about how she read Vince's letters while uh, Amber was in prison. Now, if I was Vince, I'd be like, well, why are you reading the letters I'm sending Amber? That was for Amber. So I would have been a little bit upset and pissed about that if I were him. But see, he's not, 
he's not getting upset at all because he wants he wants this girl Amber because he thinks she's somebody that she's not. He's not seeing her for what she is. I mean, he went out and what he just bought a $700 bed for her. He's trying to get extra money for her and her her Sally in prison puppy through the military thing, not even to keep the money, to give it to them, to help them out. Okay? He's he's trying to get a job maybe down there so that he could be closer to her. I mean, what more do you want, lady? What more do you want? No, you don't want that. You want the guy that that slaps you around, doesn't have a dime in his pocket and treats you like crap. Yeah, that that's what Amber deserves. That that would be her type of guy cuz cuz she doesn't appreciate anything and that's the only life that she knows. And this is what they do, the these con people. They'll flip it around. So now she's trying to make uh, Vince be the bad guy, which is really, really creepy. Okay. She's just, I don't know, that Amber, she gets under my skin. She's like real creep. Now, moving along to one of my favorites, you guys, Lacey. Okay. I love Lacey because Lacey plays the guy's game. Okay. She's got two guys that she's talking to. Now she's decided she's going to go to prison and talk to John and tell him that she's been talking to the other guy, Shane, right? So she shows up at the prison and everything like that, and she's nervous. And John already has, like, an idea that she's been talking to somebody because she hasn't been picking up her phone. She hasn't been visiting him. And, you know, she goes and says, well, you know, I've been talking to this other guy and everything like that. Like, what did she expect? What did she expect? Of course, he was going to be upset about it. But you know what, you guys? He didn't seem that upset to me, okay? Probably because he does his own thing or he has done his own thing in the past. Like, if you caught what the father said to her in the last episode, he said something about, um, well, where was John? He wasn't around the whole 10 years or something that you knew him. So my feeling is that John probably, he probably cheated on her left and right. That's why she didn't care about telling him she was talking to another guy because he probably did that to her. He didn't seem that upset and everything like that. Even when she had called him when she was with Shane and she pulled over by the side of the road in one of the prior episodes, he was just like, well, you do you, baby girl. You do you, baby girl. He didn't care because he's probably doing his own thing on the side. I mean, he probably has strong feelings for Lacey and he needs a place to stay when he gets out of prison. Okay. And, you know, she's sexy and everything like that. See, but Lacey, my take on Lacey is that she's just very immature. That's her problem. She's immature because she comes into the prison. First of all, what kind of outfit is that to, to go to a prison? And she's got the flip flops on a belly shirt I mean, she looks like she's ready to go to the beach or or somewhere else or a party or something. Not to walk into a prison like, you know, hanging out in a pair of flip-flops with the half shirt with the boobs out, you know, a little bit. But anyway, she tells her friend, well, you know, the men do this all the time, you know. So now John's going to be coming out and he's like, well, you know, she's going to be with me. That's going to blow up. Now, the thing is, Lacey talks about like, well, men do this all the time. Yeah, men do this all the time, but they don't go and tell the women. See, that's the difference between the men and you. 
What guy is going to go talking to two different women and go tell the women? Not usually, okay? But she goes and she tells John about, you know, Shane. And she tells Shane about John. What is the point of all that? What, except for the show, maybe for the show ratings, she wanted to do something like that. She thought that would be good show ratings. I don't know, but you know, a, a, normally a guy would not go and tell you when they're talking to two other women. I mean, look at Glorietta and Alex, he's talking to two other women and he's not, you know, she doesn't have a clue and he's not about to tell her anything. So that's what's happening on love after lockup, you guys. And, you know, with LaMondre and Andrea, she's like saying to him, you know, uh, well, I've had enough and I'm walking, you know, I'm done with all this thing and everything like that. And he's pretty calm about it. LaMondre is pretty calm about it. He, you know why he's calm? Because he's probably talking to a bunch of other women. He likes, he likes Andrea. She's pretty girl and everything like that. And he liked the attention and you know what? She helped him get through part of his time. She hung around for two and a half years. So don't get used, you guys. Don't get used talking to somebody in prison that that you're entertaining. Meanwhile, they're talking to a bunch of other people at the same time. Okay? And then when they come out, they're a totally different person. The character is not good. You know, they don't call them con men, con woman, women for nothing. Remember that. There's a reason. A lot of the people that work in these prisons know that. They know that not everybody, and that doesn't go for everybody, but a large percentage are just liars. And, you know, you have to look at somebody's background. I say this in all my podcasts, you guys. Don't just look at how attractive they are on the outside or how nice they are. Or if they say, you know, how they're so into you and you're the one for me and I'm not like those other guys, you know, or I'm not like those other women or anything like that. Don't eat what people tell you, you know, use your better judgment. If it doesn't seem right, it's not right. Again, I always stress look into somebody's background, their track record. And you see like with this love after lockup. That's what these people don't do. They're very naive. They're they're flat out stupid. Okay. Every last one of them is stupid. And that's, that's why they're going to, you know, each one of these relationships is going to end up bad. I I saw the coming attractions for Glorietta and Alex. And I think she finds out about the other girl and it's a whole big blowout with her mother and everything in a scene. So, you know, and we know Angela and Tony, that's a disaster brew. And he just milked her for her money. And she's not waking up and seeing what it is. Josh and Cheryl, Josh is like, he's just pretty much hanging around with her because she's there. But he's not, he's not in love with her at all. So, I mean, that I can't blame him. He's telling her, you know, let's take our time and see how we get along, how the families get along. But meanwhile, when he was in prison, he was telling her how he wanted to get married and all this romantic stuff. Well, that's what they do to lure you in. So she was just another dumb one that didn't know the game and is going to get played down the road, too, because he's not going to stay with her. He doesn't look like... uh He's going to stay with anyone. None of them will. They move around. So that's how it is. So 
I'll keep you guys posted and can't wait for the next episode. Don't forget, you guys, hit the subscribe button if you like my podcast. And thanks for following. Have a great night. Know somebody having a baby? Maybe one of your coworkers is having a baby or you're going to a baby shower? Check out babywonderland.com. That's B-A-B-Y-W-O-N-D-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. They have the cutest selection of rocking horses, step stools, baby gift baskets, personalized blankets, anything you need for somebody that's having a new baby. So check it out and use voucher code TAKE5 for the discount.